Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. I am your host, Kim Langling. Thank you so much for joining me and my special guest today and sharing just a small part of your day with us. My guest today is Dr. Bridget Williams. She's an established board-certified family physician, author, and CEO of Green Harvest Health, medical cannabis and integrative clinics, Located in Ohio with nearly 20 years of experience in family medicine from the Cleveland Clinic, Dr. Bridget combines her medical background with certifications in life and cannabis coaching to her practice. She also will be having a book that will be released sometime in early 2022, which is super, super exciting. So we're going to talk all about all of that. Dr. Williams, thank you so much for joining me today on Let Beer Bounce. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm excited to be here and chat with you today. Okay. Now your, your bio, when I first read that, when you first sent it to me, I was thinking, okay, this woman is incredibly interesting and there's so many things that we can talk about. So you're, you're not only a medical doctor, but you also are into the medical cannabis area. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, when um, did you, when did you launch into that? Now I find it fascinating and I don't know why we haven't done all of this years and years and years ago. So I find it fascinating. How did you, how did you get into that part of your medical field? Absolutely. So uh, it actually really started probably 15 years ago before any of this was legal in this area. I had a patient that was really suffering and, and I was at a place where I was more interested in helping people get off of meds than giving one more pill. I, I was just burned out diagnosis pill, diagnosis pill all day long. Right. And patients were asking for something more and they in something that they could connect to more. And so I was getting to a space where I was doing some really deeper work to help patients get off of meds. How did the motivation, how did you get here? Accountability, really digging in. And one of these patients was um, had just finished her treatments for breast cancer, newly diabetic, was about to lose her job teenage daughter, you know, all of everything you can imagine. She was just kind of at the brink. She mentioned, what do you think about cannabis? And I'm a Reagan kid, right? So just say <laughs> no, Nancy taught me well, you know, and um, I, I just, I didn't even know what to do with that. Like I was used to people asking me about homeopathic regimens, but this was way out of my norm. Um, but I looked it up and was blown away by the research, was fascinated by it. And I was like, let's take a leap, right? And she was really kind of creating her own products per se. And I was learning about regimens and timing and how it worked. And she started to lose weight. She was sleeping better. Her blood sugars were getting better. And that's when I said, this is something I needed to learn more about. So then fast forward to it becoming a Ohio building and a medical program and I, it was really the fork in the road, either get deeper into traditional medicine or start doing the medicine that I believe patients were asking for and uh, decided to open my own offices and um, incorporate some of those skill sets that I was using. So I became certified as a life coach. And so we really focus on empowerment and the patient and really those same set of patients that motivated me back then is really the people that I focus on now. I think that is awesome. And yeah. kudos to you for also, you know, seeing something. Cause you meant, you said a couple times while you were talking, mm -hmm. the type 
the type of medicine or the type of care your patients wanted. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That is so refreshing to hear when mostly you hear the doctor say, well, you need to do this, do this, do this. You need to take this, this, and this. Not, mm -hmm. what do you think would be best for you? You know, right. so how refreshing to hear that. I love that. So thank you. <laughs> Even though I'm not a patient of yours, thank you for allowing your patients to make a call. Now, obviously your doctor, if, some, if they were making a choice that was detrimental to their health, of course you would be Absolutely. saying something different, but you're listening to them. You're, you're hearing what they're saying and how they want to be treated because ultimately it's their body, absolutely. it's their life. So that's awesome. I absolutely love that. You know, the thing that really catches me about that is that any other service-based, client-based um, industry, you really construct your services around what your clients need and ask for, and you provide what you believe, what also what they, you think they need, right? And I feel that in traditional Western medicine in the United States, we create a system that we believe that they should want and this is what they need and the input of how the patient feels about it. I, I would love to say it's secondary, but it is lower on the list, I feel, right? This is my opinion. And so I wanted to create a service that really spoke to what the patient was asking for. I've, and you get better buy-in, you know? Well, of course, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it, it's... it. I think ultimately it makes a much, much better doctor patient relationship. Yes, absolutely. And that's, and, and to me that speaks volumes that just speaks volumes. Now I, I don't have any experience um, with, with cannabis using cannabis for any, you know, holistic reasons or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I just don't know enough about it. Mm -hmm. Although I do know, an awful lot of people who use different forms of it for different types of depression, anxiety, those that live with post-traumatic stress disorder, those with tremendous acute pain. I know a lot of people who use it in some form. I just don't understand the forms. And, and I know that there's probably a lot to it, but are you able to break it down easily in little bite-sized pieces for our listeners? Mm -hmm. On what exactly, you know, what is cannabis? What's the mm -hmm. difference between CBD and THC and all these letters? Because mm -hmm. everyone automatically just thinks, oh, you're going to turn into a pothead. And that right. is not the case at all. So far from that. So far right. from that. So, and keep in mind, I think, you know, I was in that same, like I said, I'm a Reagan kid. Nancy said your brain was frying the egg. And, you know, so I, I had a lot to learn. Um, and I learned somehow there's, it's considered negative, but I learned a lot from my patients and I continue to learn from my patients and that's called a good doctor patient relationship. So that should not be seen as a negative, right? Right. But if you're breaking it down, cannabis is a scientific name for marijuana, right? Cannabis as an umbrella term includes hemp as well, which is a low THC form of the plant as well as the higher THC plants. And they have different, you know, there's a subgroup called Indica. There's a subgroup called Sativa. Um, those are the two major ones that are here in the U.S. There's 
um, ruderalis, which is a little tiny plant no one uses around here. So those two major groups. And so th those are the breakdowns of the plants itself, right? Um, so when I talk about cannabis, I include hemp as well as marijuana. I mentioned the difference between the two is that hemp is low THC, right? So, and marijuana or cannabis that we see in general is a higher THC. THC is a psychoactive neurotransmitter that's in the plant that causes the high. So this is what people, some people, for some people, this is what they're going after. And for some people, this is a negative side effect, right? And so that, so hemp one plants have very low THC, does not cause a high. Cannabis plants have various levels of THC that may cause a high, right? Um, CBD is the, uh, another neurotransmitter or compound within the plant. Higher in hemp plants, lower sometimes in cannabis plants. And it is the worker bee of cannabis. And, and hemp plants, meaning it does the majority of a lot of the medicinal value that you get from these plants. So I often say CBD is the cake and THC is the icing. Both have medicinal value, right? But um, CBD does the majority of the work. Keep in mind, there are a hundred cannabinoids. So these molecules that I just mentioned, the CBD, the THC are called cannabinoids. In plants are called phytocannabinoids. There's a hundred of them, but we focus maybe on the top five, 10 max that we look at, isolate, create products with to make for medicinal value. So CBD, THC, CBN, CBC, they all do something a little bit different. And when we're looking at processors or, you know, different products that are created, they are utilized to have different outcomes for the patient. So I don't know if that helps or not. No, it does. It does. Well, like, cause I'm curious, you can go into any convenience store now and even some grocery stores. And it says, we now carry CBD products. Mm -hmm. How do you know if those are okay? You don't first and foremost. So you don't know if they're okay because it is not regu federally regulated by the FDA. Um, the only way that you know what the quality of that product is, is by its lab testing. And most products either have a QR code or some way of seeing the lab testing, but you will also need to know how to read a lab test, which isn't the easiest thing, right? So that is a problem within the process itself. So I highly recommend that you look at products where um, they're recommended to you from someone you trust. You go to a trusted CBD store where they're highly uh, informed and educated in it. And not all CBD stores are well-educated at all. In our case, we create our own products that we formulate and we work with different processors to manufacture. And our products are doctor recommended um, and doctor formulated. It's right on the label. And, the re and we work with other businesses and if they pass a certain level, we will have that on the label as well. And the reason is because we study those lab tests. We make sure that they are up to par. What they, was in the product is actually what should be in the product. Um, any metals or pesticides are not in there. So those are things you have to be concerned about. 
Um, so we work hard to create something that you can trust. When the price is really, really low, mind you, um, the concern is where is it coming from? Because right. when it's when it's grown and manufactured and extracted and reformulated and within the United States, like a lot of things, it ends up being it can end up being very, very expensive. The concern is that when it comes from overseas, they don't have the same regulation on how the hemp is grown, right? And hemp will absorb um, metals and the pesticides and what have you from the soil incredibly well. So well, when they had the Chernobyl incident back in the 80s, they grew hemp to get the toxins out of the soil. Wow. So that's how it right? So I did not know that. Right? Like so it's, it's hemp is like a sponge for toxins. It is. So you only want to work with companies that are growing their product, like that the hemp is coming from within the US and most places in the US, there's regulation on how it's grown. So even though the products are not FDA regulated, many times you have to have a license and you have to follow certain procedures to grow it. So if it looks too good to be true, if the price is just too fantastic, then you probably should be concerned. Okay, so do your research. Your research, yeah. Now so. where, now that I've used the word research, mm -hmm. where do you have a couple of places, maybe it's online sources, that if people do wanna start their own research in it or they're doing it for themselves or they're doing it for a loved one, where mm -hmm. is it that they could go? Do you have some trusted resource that they could go to and at least begin that research process? Absolutely. So um, you can always call our office. We, everyone in our office is well-educated in cannabis and hemp. We have our own products. And so we can't, if we have the product that is right for you, obviously we could recommend that. But if there are times where I want someone to have things that we don't carry and I will recommend products. And so our um, best way to find us is just go to our website, which is greenharvest.health. So instead of a .com, it is a .health. And that way you'll get all the information about our products, our phone number, give us a call. We're always happy to help. If you're just wanting to go to a store and get a large variety, I still to this day love Columbus Botanical Depot. They do carry our products, but they carry a huge variety. Everyone in that store has to be certified. The owner, Joe Brennan, is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And he was one of the first people to open a CBD store in Ohio and dealt with all of the craziness um, in doing that. And so, and he's persevered and he, he is, if you can get through him, if your product can get in his store, then that is a, you know, an achievement in itself. So, absolutely. so I'm glad that you mentioned that he persevered. Yes. So I yes. know that there was a lot of pushback from many, many areas when things were legalized. Mm -hmm. I personally never quite understood this whole, cause it's fear to me. It's, <laughs> people are fearful of what they don't know and what they don't understand. So they push back mm -hmm. in many different ways. I've never quite understood that mindset, but it is what it is. I'm not like that. Thank goodness. But if there's something that's been around on this planet since time began, right. and it's been used for medicinal purposes since time began, you know, mm -hmm. why, why, 
would you push back on something that could be beneficial for a loved one of yours or even for yourself? Because, hey, you might be healthy as a horse today. And a week from now, you're diagnosed with terminal cancer and you're living with so much pain, you can't hardly stand it. And the only thing that's going to help you through that day is cannabis or some form of it. And, you know, I'm certainly not trying to push anything on anybody. I've just, you know, I had a dear friend, my best friend, Mm -hmm. and she was dying of cancer and she was going through it for so, so long. And she just said, no more treatments. I can't stand it. I cannot stand it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I said, I appreciate your decision. And, you know, I'm going to miss you, (laughs) but -hmm. I appreciate your decision. And she, she started, you know, using cannabis because her pain levels were beyond what medicine can do. And she didn't want to take that medicine anymore because all she was doing, she was, she was zoned out, Mm -hmm. not thinking straight, you know, not even to be able to enjoy those last couple months Mm -hmm. of her time alive. So I was her full supporter in that. Yeah. Said, Dear heart, I'll come over and smoke a truckload with you if that's what you need. Right. <laughs> you right. Right. I didn't, but you know, I, so I said, you know, there's no judgment here. Oh my goodness, please. Everybody's different, but I've never understood the backlash on something that could be so beneficial. And I've got a couple of dear friends that have severe post-traumatic stress disorder from their time in the military. And that's what helps them to calm down enough to maybe sleep for a couple hours at night. Well, I think part of it, the stigma is everything, right? And the propaganda that started, you know, years and years ago, it, it brainwashing is real, right? Oh, yes. It's incredibly difficult to undo. And so that is part of the problem. I agree that we need to open up how we look at this. And I think the the whole thing with the book is that these are all people that have all had to face the stigma one way or another, whether in business, whether as a patient, whether as a mother that is giving it to her child, whether they are conflicted with their faith and people of their church and how that's going to, I mean, all of the people in the book had to face this one way or another, right? And the judgment that people place on them is, it's cruel, Right. Because at the, I think that what people fear and we have this vision of what a cannabis person is, and it is so much different from that. The one thing that I would want people to understand is that if, and, and I mentioned this earlier, for some people, the euphoric effect is a plus and for other people's a side effect, you don't, you could use cannabis and never get high. Right. And the reason is because CBD blocks the high that THC causes. Can you and, repeat that? Please Absolutely. repeat that because people, that's they one don't thing that needs to be hammered home to people. So repeat Absolutely. that, please. So you can use cannabis as medicine for pain, for anxiety, for neuropathy, and never, ever, ever get high. It has to be a product um, or a flower because they're flower, they're strains of cannabis that are grown high CBD and high THC that are near equal, and you will never get a high feeling. Okay. And so for a great, because we're so education um, focused, we have a patient population that usually require greater needs, right? And for the majority of our patients, those are the products that they use. They have no interest 
and having, and there's this fear of what is the highlight, you know, people have this idea of this really out of this world experience, which that is not unfortunately or fortunately, which people experience, right? I mean, it's very dramatic. Like the media makes it seem like it's you're floating and you're, it's a beer, you know, right, it's not right. I was just very, it's, it's put up people who have not educated themselves on it and or know nothing yes. about it. They try and tout it as some sort of psychedelic Oh yeah. Thing. And that's what the media does. Right. Otherwise, like, how do you show that in a movie that they're using it? They have to create visualization because there's nothing that you can see. Right. Mm-hmm. There's not even that like slurred speech thing that they do when people drink out. So they create this like psychedelic out of your head, you know, because they're trying to show you something, but in reality, you would be highly disappointed. Right. <laughs> To be quite honest, but you don't have to experience any of that. You can use it in a way that it works for you medicinally and you are 100% clear and lucid and able to function all day. And that the more that information gets out there, I think, and then to not stigmatize and demonize people that do benefit from the Exactly. Yes. Because people will walk around with a beer in their hand and point the finger at the person with a joint in their hand. Right. And it's not that much different, right? The other thing is people assume you have to smoke it and you don't far, far, far from it. Most people, uh, first of all, smoking, burning it is kind of prohibited in the state of Ohio. And so what people do here is edibles, right? Tinctures. So just like drops underneath your tongue and let it absorb. People can vape it in which that has its own issues, which is for another conversation, but you're not burning it. It's vaporizing it much like an, um, a nebulizer treatment. Right. And so, uh, there's different ways to use it. You never, ever have to burn it, smoke it, light a match, any of that. So, okay. I guess my next question with your patients that you see, is there a typical ailment mm-hmm. in general, or is it just, you know, wide range from one end of the spectrum to the other? Or is there some, it's, is there like a typical, like arthritis yes. or, you know, chronic pain type things, something like that? So when it comes to, and this is for the most part true across the country, they have medical programs. The number one condition is considered chronic pain, Right. What chronic pain is um, can be anywhere from, like you said, arthritis. Um, It could be from an injury. It could be migraines. It could be endometriosis. It could be a pain that you've had that is reoccurring or intractable. It continues for more than three to six months. And the reason is how your brain processes pain when it's gone on for that long becomes much different. And cannabis can be incredibly helpful for people that have chronic, I mean, it's helpful for acute pain, but it can be incredibly different in how well it helps you if you have chronic pain. So that's number one. Number two, I believe is um, PTSD. And then after that is fibromyalgia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, I hope the listeners are paying attention and taking notes. Yeah. And when it comes to PTSD and, you know, as a veteran, this is something that we really struggle with, with our veteran community and want to support, but the majority of PTSD people are women that are not military, 
right? And um, I think that's something that there just needs to be more education about in general, that there are many times there are symptoms of withdrawal and um, triggers and responses that sometimes people don't even recognize in themselves and that, that they could really benefit, whether it's cannabis or, or other medications to control that so you can interact with the world a little bit better. Yep. No, I, and I agree. I, I know, as I mentioned earlier at the top mm-hmm. of the show, I know numerous veterans who use some form or other mm-hmm. and simply if it's just to help them settle so they can sleep, even if it's sleep. just for two hours, two hours yeah. of solid sleep is better than four hours of nightmares. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, without and that, this is real. This is yeah. real. People Absolutely. live with this every day. So, you know, Folks really should not judge anyone if you haven't been in their shoes, you've not walked in their shoes. And I feel very strongly about that, (laughs) very strongly. And to be honest, I I feel that, do we still have that same stigma, and and this is kind of changing, about your Vicodin medication, your pain medications? Do we have that? And those get you, have a euphoric result. Those get you high. Obviously, that's why we're in an opioid epidemic, particularly in the Midwest, right? And so do you have that same judgment? And, And you have to ask yourself why you don't. And it's because someone told you it was okay. But those, the people that said it was okay, benefit from that, to be totally honest with you, and have not benefited from cannabis. And and so the old stigma still continues. Right. When this becomes, and eventually on some level it will become um, legalized across the country, you will see, and there will be hands in it that will benefit from it. And this is me getting on a different soapbox, right? Then you will see efforts to minimize that stigma, but you won't see that until it is profitable for the, the powers that be. Unfortunately, you are right there. <laughs> That's very nicely said. <laughs> very so. nicely said. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about this book that's coming out yes. early next year in 2022. So I'm super excited about this. Courage and Cannabis is a a passion project without a doubt. When I got into the cannabis industry, I started meeting these patients. I was blown because everyone at this point, if they're previous users, they were using in a, in a legacy or illegal market. And when I started meeting with patients and doing education and, and providing medical cannabis cards, I was blown away by these stories. I was blown away by grown men that were tearing up as I hand them their card because they've been hiding it and felt embarrassed or they no longer have to feel like they're doing something wrong and, and, and can explain to their children, look, I'm a medical patient. You know, People that have struggled with their, with their faith or you know, afraid to join the PTA because they don't want to be found out. And I, I was just really, people had gone to prison and because of it, And these stories really struck me to the point where I was jotting them down. I wanted to record these experiences. And I had someone that was interested in publishing and then my heart stopped and I said, these aren't my stories. I I don't know if I can do that, right? So I came across an anthology project. I'd never heard of this concept at all. I joined it. I wrote my story in a book 
And then I said, I have to do this for the industry, for my patients, for our community. So we have 18 amazing authors um, across the country. Um, a great many of them are from Ohio, but uh, we have people you know, in every little pocket and they share their story about how they took a leap and, and what they went through. It is so inspiring. Um, there is a story for everyone. So this isn't just the patient um, log of stories that we've collected. There are people that for the entrepreneur and how they really, you got to put yourself out there, right? And there are there's stories for, about the activists that totally transformed their lives to fight for this. Um, along with the patient, the caregiver for their for their parents and for their children. There's a story for everybody. Right. And um, I hope this is the first of many books that I would love to record because in a couple generations, your grandchildren will say, what was the big deal anyhow? Right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. And so it's really important that these stories get out. And, and this can be a movement. These books can be used not just to record them, but can be used with legislators, can be used with people to help change their mind, can be a motivator for patients and a communication tool for families. And so obviously thrilled about this. I'm thrilled about the people that trusted me to join the, because none of the people in the book ever heard of this before. So they all trusted me to do this zany idea. And um, it's been, and just, it's also been an experience of healing for many of the people. And that's been, was one of my motivations as well, to be able to document your story. And, you know, we work with a uh, licensed social worker as well. I'm a life coach and we've worked with these people through their process so that it is not only inspiring for others, but it is a tool of healing for themselves. That's awesome. And I, I love anthologies. I, yeah. I, I love them. I've participated myself as a co-author in seven different ones. Love it. And, and I coordinate and, mm -hmm. and publish anthologies myself as well, bringing people from around the world together to share their stories. So mm -hmm. I know exactly your excitement about that and, and all of that. And I, I think it's wonderful. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I want to, I want to get a copy of that book when it's available. So I'm looking forward to it. I thank you so much for being a guest on my show. This has been incredibly enlightening. And you, you know, I've taught, you've taught me a lot and, and you gave me the opportunity to ask questions that maybe many of the listeners out there have always had. And like you said, there's that little bit of fear level or discomfort, you know, oh, should I really ask? People might think I, you know, there's, there is that stigma. For me, I don't care about stigmas. I, if I have a question, I want to ask it. So thank mm -hmm. you for educating me, you know, in addition to all the listeners, this has been awesome. And I would love to have you on again after your book releases, mm -hmm. because I'd be interested, interested to know how it was, how it was uh, accepted out there and how it's doing. But I also want to hear more about your journey, your personal journey. We learned a lot about the technicalities of this, but I want to mm -hmm. hear more about your personal journey. So I'm inviting you right now to come back again. Yes. <laughs> absolutely lots absolutely. and lots more to talk about so in the show notes i will have all the different ways that we can contact dr williams folks so for all you listeners out there in the show notes you'll be able to contact her check all check her stuff out see when her book is out there and released into the world 
And again, Dr. Williams, I appreciate your time so much and for spending a part of your day with me. And I hope that you have an awesome rest of the day. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm excited to come back soon. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. And for all of you listeners out there, once again, this is Kim Langling, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Thank you so much once again for spending just a small part of your day with myself and Dr. Williams. Everybody have a fantastic rest of the day.